Hey, listeners and loved ones. This is your host, Ravel Summers, and it is season two of rerouting one more season of this bullshit. So I hope you're ready for it. <laughs> I don't know if I am. Um, but like the season finale from last week, where I talked to my friend Sammy, this week I am talking to my friend Alyssa. Um, so Alyssa and I, we've been friends for, well, we've known each other for, I would say a handful of years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hi everyone. Nice to meet you. Also, sorry. <laughs> sorry. That was, uh, my, my bad. I was like, oh my God, I'm so nervous right now. How do I, how do I, how do I jump you, in? You are so uh, good. Um, well, so I remember first meeting you at a 4th of July party at your apartment. At my house. <laughs> and so appropriately, we are recording this. We have stepped away from a party for our friends Julia and Chad, both of whom I also met at the same party mm-hmm. <laughs> at Alyssa's apartment many moons ago. Yep. So it is yep. very appropriate that we are recording this on a party night of all nights. It is the night before their wedding, the uh, the, the night before the wedding party. You know the one. The penultimate. Um, <laughs> the the penultimate, <laughs> the penultimate <laughs> night before the wedding, you know. Yeah. Their last night of virginity, everyone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep. So it's a big deal. It's very, <laughs> very important. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what do you remember from all those years ago? Because it really wasn't until like this past year, I feel like, that we became friends right yeah Yeah. so I mean I remember honestly and no offense but I was throwing a fourth of July party at my at my apartment and there were a lot of people and new people old people and everything but valid I think for for the few years between then and now uh you you were like Jesse's best friend Jesse is a member of my a very 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 close friend of mine who is uh, on my pinball team and you always just felt like a part of the family um on our pinball team uh the the colliders that uh like even if you weren't even living in the city, you were just, like, a part of... And this is true. Katie is actually, like, in the group chat of this pinball machine. Pinball team. Yes. Like, (laughs) um, but, yeah, I mean, um, and we always, like, were close, got along, lots of hugs and everything, but, yeah, it was after I moved away, I moved, I left uh, New York for Hawaii about three years ago, it was almost after that especially mm-hmm. after that that we yeah. became very very close and like it's I, I, it's a, it's an interesting story and connection that yeah i think is worth unpacking yeah oh yeah let's, let's dig into let's do it. it yeah because i just remember like right off the bat you were very like welcoming big hugs and you know you're like that with everybody um, and even though we didn't know each other very well, every time we would see each other at a party or something, there was always a big hug goodbye. I'm like, this person doesn't really know me, but I'll take it. All right. <laughs> I can tell you're not evil. So let's, let's talk about it. <laughs> Only you. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> you and Sammy. And Jesse. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So it really, I, it, it definitely happened when I first, I, I feel like, went to visit you in Hawaii after, like, my entire life got upended. 
and you like took me in and was like, yeah, I'll stay at this apartment that I'm not currently living in, but right. still have the lease for. And yeah, it, I just kind of like was a zombie there for yeah. <laughs> like a month and a half or something. I, I think it was a great situation because like, at that point in my life, and this is a background of why I had an apartment that was, uh, you know, I was uh, living with my uh, current spouse, my, my, my spouse and my stepkids and had this apartment that I like was still on the lease for. And instead of breaking the lease was thinking, you know, like, do I know people who want to come stay for, you know, a couple months? And, and uh, it, it worked out perfectly for for you and your current situation. So yeah. we, I think we got really lucky as potential friend, like potential friends that yeah. we were both in situations that like, we like needed each other, you know, for yeah. this like very kind of uh, yeah. like logistical thing. Um, and, and it was great. And you were like staying in my apartment, like fine apartment, as you know, and uh, yeah, we got to know each other so much better. Like you were a part of me meeting, getting closer to my family in the time that I was getting closer to my family that they were new yeah. to me. So yeah, because yeah, yeah. you had just moved into that house too. I, Camille came over for our second date the second day I was in that apartment. I didn't even have a couch. I didn't have, like, anything. And, like, I cooked them dinner. And, like, that was, you know, we, like, yeah. made out to Wicked, you know. So, to, yeah, as know, one does. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> well, what do you make out to? I don't know. Boy, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of emotions. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. Um... Yeah, and so, like, yeah, so I was in Hawaii for, like, a month and a half, and during that time, we were taught this game called Quicks by our Quicks. dear friend Chad, our dear friend Chad. Who's the one getting married. Yes. Yep. Um, who we promptly started beating at this game, and then we continued to play. Alyssa gifted me my own set of dice, um, and then later on, gifted me a leather engraved tray. <laughs> and we've just been playing this game almost every day on FaceTime um, for the past year. Yeah. Um, and it's been a lifesaver <laughs> for me, honestly. Um, just having someone to consistently be in touch with and like, not even just in touch with, like, hey, how are you? What's going on? Like, in a playful, like, activity-based game. Because that's really hard to do when you're a transient person who is just in so many different places and can't really do things with a lot of people. So it's been really amazing. Alyssa will literally just text me the word quicks. <laughs> and either I'm free or I'm not. And we, like, we just play. Yeah. It, it, it's it's also it's it's so cool because I think it, I was thinking about this like coming into this conversation that like Quix is a dice game mm -hmm. and if you're fancy you got a little you know <laughs> personalized tray that your friend got if you're you, right? highfalutin <laughs> like us <laughs> if you are addicted to this game but it's a game where you, like I just have it in like my pocket 
Yeah. And I can bring it anywhere because it's literally just six yeah. dice of certain colors and can teach it to people, can play it, and which is why I can just text you and say, quicks. Yeah. Um, and wherever. Sometimes it's like, no, sorry, I'm at the grocery store, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it, it really is almost like symbolic of this type of why our connection to that game and why we play it together Mm -hmm. um, is just like, it just made so much sense for where our lives were, like so unpredictable. Yeah. And like also unpredictable because my lifestyle at the time when you were like coming over, I was like, okay, we're gonna, we can move this to the kitchen while I cook for my new kids who I've never had kids. And we have dubbed this kitchen quicks. Kitchen quicks. TM. (laughs) Yeah. TM. (laughs) And it's just because, like, oh, we got to move to the kitchen because I have to cook dinner for my kids. Uh, but we still want to play this yeah. game. And, and so I just stand yep. at the counter, just rolling dice. Yep. You know, Alyssa will be sauteing some onions <laughs> and, and shit. Yeah. It was great. But yeah. It's... And Camille would look at us like we were the most ridiculous humans in the world, which we are, obviously. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. She's not wrong. <laughs> but it was o- great, yeah. The only thing Camille is wrong about is that Camille doesn't think my cat is cute. <gasps> oh, and my cat sorry. is so Please cute. introduce the audience to what is the name of your cat. My cat's uh, full name is Serena Vanderwoodson, Princess of the Upper East Side. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is flawless. And I've had her for 15 years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just three months old when I when I adopted her and oh, baby, she's your baby. Yeah, she's very fluffy. You're so fluff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my spouse doesn't think she's cute, so it's maybe the, the that and uh, my spouse's uh, disinterest in quicks might be the two biggest uh, points of contention in our relationships. So. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's rough. It's rough. Um, yeah, but another thing I like about quicks it's. I don't know, that's interesting for me is that I had a really hard time playing games growing up. Hmm. A really hard time. Like, my family is super competitive Mm -hmm. and, like, mean about it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, so I would feel very self-conscious, like, playing games with other kids or, like, doing sports and stuff. It just felt very, like, pressured Mm -hmm. and not fun. Um... Yeah, so I feel like this has also been healing in that respect. It's like, oh, I do like games. I, yeah. I like to, you know, goof off and, and also, like, try strategies of things <laughs> without, like, being berated or, like, oh, having God. a passive-aggressive joke thrown my way. It's just oh, like, Lord. ugh. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> very bad. <laughs> like, if you could not be perfect at whatever you were playing, yeah. like, it was just instant critique, instant you know, like, correction and just yeah, not I, good. To me, and, I mean, that's just that just shows, like, the, the difference of how families can exist. But to me, like, the games were the thing, and this is super lucky, the games were the things that was the escape from that, right? Mm. Like, you get, you get critiqued on, like, a bunch of things that you should not get critiqued about. Yeah. Things that, like, are, like, are existing. And I get critiqued, like, 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 criticized. <laughs> straight up, just, right. like torn apart yeah yeah yeah. and like to me and I I, maybe my parents uh, like understood the point of games yeah and I think that like now I'm like I also use that as like that like we don't have to follow every friggin rule Mm. you know um 
we can like make new things of it yeah and so i i like playing quicks with you too because we're like sometimes we're super competitive and we're like really into it oh yeah (laughs) and we know we're not mean to each other but like we know but it's like like, there's like an energy like builds and we both get like very serious (laughs) (laughs) just like like no 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 one's making jokes no one's making jokes at that time it's just like silent and we're just (laughs) yeah it's very funny But, like, I, I also love playing, like, my 14-year-old, Rylan. He, yeah. like, he loves games. And he loves... But what I love about him is he loves, like, game design. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In that, like, he'll play... We'll play Monopoly and he'll, like, invent just one new rule for it. You oh. know? Or we'll play Uno and he'll invent, like, one or two more rules. And I love that, like, that openness... That, like, just because this came in a package and this is what the rules say, it doesn't mean that, like, you're wrong for not having the best strategy. In fact, invent your own game. I assure you, the developers of those board games do not care. Oh, no. (laughs) They're not like, wow. You mean the game police aren't going to jump out of the bushes and be like, penalty (laughs) in real life? (laughs) Someone is fucking with my trademark. (laughs) The guy who invented Monopoly, like, as Um, as an ironic. Who didn't even invent Monopoly, who stole it from a woman who invented it, about how fucking monopolies are fucked and capitalism is the bane of existence. Oh my god. Did you just learn about this? I learned that that was what the game was invented for. I did not know it was a woman who did it, but like, fucking duh. Yeah. Fucking duh. Like, I I just, yeah, I, I. I guess I did know that. Like, in, in my soul, I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Monop- Monopoly now, what it was stolen and, like, changed into, yeah, is the worst. Hate it. It's So I had a, a, a uncle, um, my, my aunt, my, my auntie, my auntie, uh, who's my mom's sister, so my, like, biological aunt, her husband, ex-husband, uh, even when we were kids, we would play, we played Monopoly. And mm-hmm. I really like going over there playing Monopoly. It was, like, really intense. It was really fun. Yeah. But he was legit. Like, even when we were, like, seven, he wouldn't even remotely let us win. And I have this, like, I have, like, a, 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 like a hybrid kind of yeah. thing with my kids where, like, I'm going to try in some ways. But every once in a while, if I see something that, like, in the game, they're, like, getting interested or aspiring. I'm going to be, like, kind of maybe let them, yeah, you know, just, uh, like, do something. And But, no, this guy was legit, like, in his, I don't even know. I'm, when you're a kid, you don't know how old anyone is. No, but, like, I imagine, yeah, I imagine, yeah. like, in their late 30s or something like yeah. that. And, like, was just legitimately, like, playing Monopoly against me. Yeah. A seven-year-old, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> just, you know, just maybe... <laughs> moral of the story. Have something else you, like, are committed to. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Right? Yeah. Again, yeah. To, re- to repeat what you said, That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> What reminded me is that what you were saying yeah. about, like, your family and that, like, it was just, like, literally using these things that are designed for, like, 
joy and exploration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as like a way to maybe control people or to like control you or yeah. to, to um, criticize you. But also I think criticism is control. So Oh yeah. And yeah. I think a lot of it also was like a way to like undermine joy because I was a very parentified child and like also being firstborn, there's like that burden of responsibility and, um, being born and conditioned as a woman there's like that added stuff you know like there was this it was like if you can't be a professional at something like this is <laughs> it does this doesn't matter and it's just you know it's it, mm-hmm. it's kid stuff really? um but like even with sports it was still it, one it was something you only did over like summer vacation or where when you like got to take a break from your adult responsibilities rather than just like doing something because you enjoy it and it feels good and whatever. Like it's everything has to have like a purpose um, or else it's, it's just a waste of time. So yeah. And it's so bizarre. Cause then like the games that I would have, they were like the Barbie game, not Barbie dolls. It was a Barbie board game. I think I remember that. Where you had to like get a boyfriend mm-hmm. and get in the dress and the kind of what's, what was the mall mall madness board oh, game God. or something like that it was something that was very similar, similar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah i think i only got this because my it was like done in in the 60s animated style that was big when my mom was a kid and i think she was i think she basically got it for herself <laughs> <laughs> Oh, moms, come on. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I don't know. So, like, yeah, there were only... I'm trying to think of, like, when else games... Because we didn't really... Other than that, we didn't really have games in the house. It was only when we would go to family friends mm-hmm. and, like, play Taboo or Life and stuff like that. See, that 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 makes sense to me that then they would be, like like, people who care about dumbass like like projections of what their family is like Mm -hmm. if you're not people who play games at home yeah you don't understand why games are fucking awesome and healthy and great and bonding and creative you know yeah and then all it is is i have to prove that i am good at this yes to uh, these people who play this game Mm -hmm. that's why a lot of people don't play like don't go to trivia nights because they're afraid trivia. They're afraid of being bad at trivia. They're afraid of being embarrassed, right? Yeah. And that's because probably they've gone to a trivia night where people are like, "Oh, well, this isn't easy. This is my biggest pet peeve about trivia." And I love going to trivia Tell nights, us. but when someone on your team a supposed friend, a supposed family member oh, no. is like, well, obviously everyone knows this and then uh. says the answer and you don't know the answer. Yeah. But not obviously every, it's right. trivia. Like, it's, so, and it's people, a wide variety of, yes, have this, this like, attitude. Yeah. And that's just them like needing 
something that they and and then it makes people not want to play trivia because they feel right. stupid in public and right because they're projecting the yeah. fact that they were shamed yeah. as children for not knowing things that it probably wasn't appropriate for them to know right. Be, yeah. Yeah. time is a flat circle it's it's, fine. it's yeah. no, we're all good <laughs> everyone's good everything is awesome <laughs> don't sue me <laughs> Tegan and Sarah <laughs> You know, sometimes I hear that song and I, or sometimes I think everything is awful. You know what? And that's it's just more accurate that, like, most of the time. That's the words that get stuck in my head more often. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um, speaking about things being awful. Oh, let's hear it. Let's go. So... If you would like to share, obviously this podcast is rerouting. Mm-hmm. I've been talking about my year of being completely uprooted in my life, having no idea what the hell I'm doing, where I'm going, when it's going to end, if it's going to end. Mm-hmm. Um, what have, I don't know, what have some of your uprooted experiences been like for you? What are lessons you've learned? Are are there things you still feel like uprooted about? I, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't I, know if I articulated that well, but you get where I'm going. No, I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm picking up where you're putting down. Hey, that's what the kids say, right? Yeah, uh, the youngins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I so much throughout my life I could, but uh, pick out of a hat something like that, and you know overarching but I think right now I'm, I'm really struggling um I have always in my life had a very very good what I thought good healthy relationship with my brother mm. um and uh yeah it's it's hard to speak about we're, we're we're currently not in contact um just I think over some m- miscommunications uh between uh, me and him and his current uh, lifestyle. I don't know how to say that without uh, throwing anyone under the bus, but yeah, um, I, I don't um, get along with his current, his, his spouse. Um, and I feel really betrayed that he has backed her um, over our entire family. Um, but also I don't, the reason I, I, I think I, I'm sounding very like hesitant is because I really don't want to burn bridges that, um, in fact, there at this moment, there are no bridges, uh, but I don't want to destroy any like of the underground, you know, uh, like, what is the word I'm looking for? Just like a foundation. Foundation, yeah, yeah. yeah. Any of the foundation, like yeah. I don't yeah. be rebuilt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I don't want to do that. So, uh, but um, it's been really hard for me. I was really, really close with my brother for our whole lives. I'm 35, and this has all gone down in the last like year and a half, two years. Um, so that's that's a long time, and um, but. I I feel proud of myself because what, and I'm sorry for being so vague, everybody. We're doing great. We're doing great. You're all doing great. Thank you for, thank you for like sticking here with me while I figure out how to say this. Um, But I feel proud that I really did say like, you know, I have my own life and I can't spend every fucking minute of it 
trying to make amends. Yeah. Uh, because if it really was 50-50, if the effort was there on both sides, amends would have been made. Because uh, I know for a fact I was, work- I, am- I was and am working so hard for that. And um, at some point I just realized this is affecting literally my, my children, my spouse. And um, so I think one of the things that... Uh, you you and I bonded about was that like ability that not the ability but even the the timing of you know I'm putting my foot down I need to set this boundary um I think we bonded over that as well that 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 sort of lined up for us um yeah yeah I mean yeah (laughs) yeah there's there's so much to say Yeah. yeah Like, family estrangement of any kind or, like, coming to realizations that, you know, someone is not either who you thought they were or, you know, they're, you know, we all change. It's important for us to change. It makes sense that Mm -hmm. we're going to change throughout our lives. But to then, you know, not feel comfortable or safe with the person that someone is changing into, it's really hard. Yeah. It's really hard and it's really sad and there's, you know, at least for me, like, there's this kind of hope that lingers. So, and I think it's there because there's a part of me that doesn't want to, like, fully grieve for people that are still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets really confusing. Yeah. It gets really confusing. I've... I'm glad you said that because I've I've had a lot of like loss in my life due to literal death. Yeah. Um a a lot a lot a lot of it and I do feel that I held on to a lot of relationships friendship wise mm-hmm. and especially romantically um trying to stay friends with an ex or something like that yeah. because yep been there you know, right yeah. because you know you've you, we've lost so many people mm-hmm. to death that it's like i'm not gonna choose to lose somebody yeah i'm not gonna choose to lose somebody and you it took it's still taking you know it's really hard to make that decision to come to a place where i have to i am actually have to choose to lose you yeah and it fucking sucks. It fucking sucks. And then, you know, you're grieving all over again because mm-hmm. some people in your life are still in contact with those people. Mm-hmm. And it just, yeah, like it's, the wound is, like as much as it starts healing, it kind of gets pulled back open sometimes and it's hard to, yeah, it's a really tricky, tricky thing. Yeah. I mean, I wish we we knew the answer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if we knew the answer, we wouldn't have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any answers, put them in the comments. We are not Glennon Doyle, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> not quite. Not quite. Close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we're like almost there. <laughs> we're almost there. We're getting there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, that decision of... Um, it's it's just making the the that call sometimes it does have to be a yes or no a no yeah. contact or a yeah. 
in some situations, in this situation, for me, the, like, semi-contact, the, like, only in this situation, it just didn't work out. Yeah. And I realized it was making me a worse person mm. to other to other people, to people who did need me, to people who really did need me, to people who depended on me, like people it, who loved me. It affected you emotionally. And, and there, yes, yeah. it affected me emotionally, and therefore I couldn't be present and emotional not even present emotional i couldn't even i would react to other people taking out my yeah what's going on over on this side of my life on my fucking nine-year-old right and at that point once i started seeing that that was really happening and like god freaking bless my incredibly hot spouse camille camille pointed out was like you're not like you're not the when this is like a, a current of the day situation, you're a different person, and yeah. because you're like holding on to something that is not holding on to you, and yeah, that takes a lot of strength and a lot of energy. And then you've got like a whole family over here that you don't have the strength and energy to, you right? Know. Once I started realizing that, then I was like, oh no, fuck these these guys are the yeah you know yeah that i mean that's a huge reason why you know not only do i have no contact with you know my my parents but i i don't go to any family events because i know that i'm gonna be in a hyper vigilant state mm-hmm. and where i'm gonna be like in freeze mode i'm gonna shut down or i'm gonna fucking tear into somebody right like I, and that's not who I am on a regular basis. Like, why should I be in fight or flight mode? You know, I shouldn't be with people yep. who make me feel that way. Right. Like, that's it's clearly a sign that those aren't my people, that yep. that's not my environment. Um, but when you're raised with that, you have no idea until you experience something different. It's like, oh, my life can be so different. Mm-hmm. I don't have to yeah. live this way. Um, yeah. And it's really hard when those, you know, those people that you love don't, don't see it and think you're just, you're doing whatever. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, I think I also, uh, I have an amazing relationship with my parents. Yeah. You know, amazing relationship with my parents, with my cousins, with my nieces and nephews, like every, and yeah. When it's getting in the way of that, too, you know, it yeah. actually was healthier to, for us to just be separate so that we can each have our own relationships with them yeah. separately and not have to, or no one has to feel like anyone's like, you know, talking behind whatever, like, you know, the, yeah, you, you know, can trying just... to balance things. Yeah. I, I feel like that's what that's a little bit what you were just saying is like if you have to like be like on eggshells, like trying to like balance things. Yeah. In a group of people with even one person who you've in theory should feel safe with. Right. That's not. Yeah. That's that's not what that's not what like this is. That's not what family is about. No, no. And I was talking about this with my therapist, not this past week, but the week before about how. I haven't ever been able to show up as my full self with my family because I would immediately get 
punished or like some adult's feelings would get hurt and god forbid yeah i it's like what what and then you know i could see some of those patterns in some of the past friendships that i've had and Mm -hmm. it's like oh boy yeah so yeah like i try and even think of you know going back into those dynamics but just as my full self and I know it would just cause complete chaos because I was holding everybody's feelings for them in those situations and you know me just like just being like you know I'm gonna skip this thing and like take a nap see ya like would set off such a fire (laughs) store like unreal like I just and it, it it's not you know it's not horrible to like sometimes be on the 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 clock on the responsibility of like just helping someone's emotions actually Camille and I often talk about like I just need to be the one who's losing it tonight. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, I got you. I got you. Okay. I yeah, got yeah, like yeah. I <laughs> I'll lose it tomorrow." You know, which makes it that makes it sound so like nonchalant, but it is really true, I think, when like it when you really have to care for somebody, like somebody's life, then it's like, yeah, you can get it together. But I think there's this expectation of like younger generation to like mm. carry the room in like family situations. And it makes yeah. absolutely no sense. Because the children should not be yep. carrying the emotions of the adults or like trying not to do things to set adults off Mm -hmm. adults should just not be abusive to children you know (laughs) imagine it hot take hot take maybe i don't know though but what if (laughs) but yeah it's it's and and we're in our freaking 30s and yeah you know it sucks yeah you know yeah like yeah i i i i'm so freaking grateful especially i think it's interesting that like we have so many emotional connections as far as like our traumas go but actually mm-hmm. a lot of them are, are kind of different like yeah you, you know yeah. like, i i'm actually very close to my you know parents mm-hmm. uh you're very close to your siblings and and you know and mm-hmm. so you know and so it's but still these like expectations of how families should work, which right. already is yeah. just <laughs> trash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. We're not uh, falling perfectly into uh, any of that. Which no. also like being queer, like yeah, that's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. We didn't even get to that yet. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I mean, and it it's interesting. Like there is queerness in my family but it's been of like the male variety mm-hmm. so you know me talking about anything about my sexuality or orientation is just immediately dismissed yeah um by like the elders elders um but like it's fine if my my cousin who's gay and has like lovely boyfriend a cis gay man yeah 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 it's different for for me to be sure non-binary and queer and you know a child free by choice and all of that yeah that's actually something i had to come to terms with i'm half filipino and this is a very common thing in filipino culture where it's like it's charming to have a gay uncle (laughs) 
it's char you know it's yeah. like a fun you know it's yeah. like fun to have like a gay male hairdresser right yeah, yeah. and it, even in the philippines it's like kind of accepted like it is accepted in a like exoticized within that culture yeah. thing of like oh the gay man it's the gay best friend syndrome mm-hmm. yeah lesbianism in the philippines is like not nerp yep it's it's not even not exi- it's 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 grotesque Oh, okay. Like, it's just, it's, just, it's, 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 wow. that's where, you know. And that can be true for gay men in the Philippines, too, obviously. Like, yeah. But it's just, like, not even, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing cute about it. No. You're <laughs> um, just wrong. Yeah, and that's, you know, and I'm not even a lesbian. I'm a freaking, like, genderqueer <laughs> fucking hot dad, you know, so. <laughs> but it's. It's just interesting that that came up, too, because in, in the Philippines, that's a very specific yeah. um, dynamic within, you know, the queer culture and yeah. the, the queer acceptance. Because yeah. I've, I've never been open with my family. It's like maybe a handful of family members just it coming up in conversation and then being like, oh, oh, <laughs> okay. You know, and I, no. you know. I think I, I pass as straight a lot of the time and, you know, that's kind of by design a little bit, which mm-hmm. I'm starting to steer away from finally. And I think having that separation has actually helped me with that a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, you know, my appearance was just scrutinized mm-hmm. from the time I was born. <laughs> like it just, oh my God. Just nonstop. If I did not look a certain way, I would get shit on. Like, and on top of that, you know, my dad being a public figure in the community, I was also being watched (laughs) from that, you know, all of that too. So, yeah, it's just bananas. I don't even know where to go from here. Uh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> I, I was also laughing thinking about, like, oh, my God, public figure in the community as a rabbi, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I have, like, this whole podcast, I've been like, Jesus fucking Christ. everything. the tribe. We contain multitudes. We contain you know? multitudes, folks. <laughs> yeah. Moral of the story. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. I mean, there's there's just so much we could do yeah. this. This we could do this for decades. We and really we could. Probably should. We like, probably should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once a season, yeah. just just open each season yeah. with like, which trauma do we want to talk about this year? What is our favorite board game of the season? Hey. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, thank you for having me. And yeah. yeah if, if it, you know, if if you if you if y'all like me, you know, send in feedback so that I'll get yeah. invited back. You know, you know, leave a comment, yeah. subscribe, leave a comment, subscribe, <laughs> subscribe, <laughs> like and subscribe. Yeah. Oh, Alyssa Quinsart Rocket Newman's there. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for opening season two Woo! of Rerooting. Mm-hmm. Who knows what this year is going to bring. Well, you know, if it's anything like season two of Buffy, it is very uh, romantic and emotional. So we'll see. All right. All right. Are we ready? Are are we ready for a romantic and emotional season two? I don't know if I am. (laughs) 
<laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye.